because what I gain in return, Nicole, is is meeting wonderful people from all over the world, sharing experiences, learning a lot about myself. It's it's I've just gotten so used to it. And I kind of figure that this is the universe's plan for me. I love to nurture people, so it gives me the opportunity to nurture others. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I interview inspiring and influential guests who are making their mark on the world and contributing to the common good. Contributing to the common good in even the smallest of ways is one of the scientifically proven ways we can age with vitality and deep contentment. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. My goal is to share optimism about aging and introduce you to guests who will excite and inspire you to share your own gifts and talents with the world. And to find out more about this podcast, my web courses, and my book, Not Just Chatting, How to Become a Master Podcast Interviewer, hop on over to ZestfulAging.com. And while you're there, sign up for my monthly email newsletter, The Insider, where you will get behind-the-scenes looks at my interviews and other fun tidbits, including what's new at my Etsy shop, Zestful Design. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker. Find out more at judybanker.com. Ever wonder what the host of Zestful Aging does when she's not podcasting? Creating one-of-a-kind earrings, of course. I've just opened an Etsy shop called Zestful Design, no S, and it showcases my fun, comfortable, and zesty polymer earrings. These earrings are fun to make and fun to wear. So check out my new shop, Zestful Design, on Etsy. We have a really great interview for you today. In this phase of life, many of us are looking for more flexible and creative ways to make some extra income, something that might even be fun and creative. And today's guest is going to talk to us about her side gig, being an Airbnb host. Deborah Vole has been an Airbnb super host for nine years. She's the author of the book, The Tell-All Guide to Airbnb Hosting, Tips and Tricks for Successful Hosting. And she's going to share some of the lessons she has learned about herself and tips for you to not only be a successful host, but a great guest. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Well, thank you, Nicole, for having me today. This is going to be a lot of fun. It will be fun. You can you can bet on that. It usually, you know, ends up into some silliness, some laughing. And so I know that's going to be coming up because you have a lot of experience doing this. And, you know, it occurs to me some people think, you know, just sort of vaguely, oh, I wonder what it's like. How do you become an Airbnb um, host and most of us, I think many of our listeners have used Airbnb or um, services like that and wonder like, hey, you know, 
maybe I should do this. Um, I'm curious what made you decide to become a host? Well, that's a great question. And my journey began just like you said. I was curious about it. I had gone down to the San Francisco Bay Area without my children at the time, and I was going to be busy in the city. And I thought, I don't need one of those big, fancy, expensive hotel rooms. I'm going to try this out. So I stayed in a woman's home, and I rented a room with a shared bath. And I had the most amazing experience in a fun, vibrant neighborhood that I wouldn't have ordinarily explored. So it was getting me out in an area that I hadn't seen before, experiencing a new part of the city. And I didn't even meet the host for the entire time. I met her on the morning that I checked out and we had a short visit. And she said to me, you know, Deborah, you could do this too. And I thought, (laughs) you know what? I certainly could. And being a single mom on the Uh verge of having two children heading off to college and needing a new roof on my home, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what? This lady's got something I need to check into. So I immediately came home. This was in October. I jumped on the internet, did a bit of research, and by the end of December, on the 30th of December of that year... I was hosting on the platform. Wow. Yeah, I love your (laughs) like Johnny on the spot. Uh, I'm accused of that very often. (laughs) And I love that you just like, you were like, yes, I will do this. I will figure it out. And here I am. I love that kind of energy and enthusiasm. Yeah, it was taking both bull, uh, both of the, the horns by the bull and <laughs> going, I'm going to do this. And had I known what I know now, maybe I would have gone a little bit more cautiously into doing it. But sometimes I think it's good just to go all in and be open to whatever comes up. And face that as you go, because no one's experiences are the same. But through my book, I try to give the reader a very general idea as to what it is like to host and some of the things to be aware of and some of the things that you may want to be able to do in order to set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. and to be able to give the guest a very wonderful experience. Again, the reason why Airbnb platform was designed was because the founders wanted to get people having a unique traveling experience Mm -hmm. into neighborhoods, having hospitality in someone's home where you could ask, hey, what's the best restaurant? Where do I go to do this? Or where's the best bike path? Or what hiking trail should I venture out on today? That's one of the favorite parts of, of being a host is to be able to share your community with others and get Mm -hmm. them to experience it in the same way that you do. Totally different experience than Mm -hmm. just going to a Hilton and every room pretty much looks the same. Do you remember your first guest? Oh, heavens, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. At the time, again, it was in between Christmas and New Year's, and I, I do believe, I think he checked in on December 30th. He was a gentleman coming from Sweden and had 
came here quite frequently to the area, but it was his first stay with me. And he was supposed to check in and everything basically got done like, uh, you know, four hours before the guy arrived. And I was just a nervous wreck. And I still had my son living at home who was in high school. But at the time thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? I'm inviting this stranger oh, into my home. the strange man. <laughs> I still have uh, my son. But fortunately, you know, my son, he was, you know, he was uh, 16, 17 by then. Um, we were just fine. And again, with Airbnb, they do a complete background check on not only the host, oh, but the guest. Oh, I did not know yes, that. Yeah. But I still was nervous. I mean, here was somebody. And yeah. also it was we had our dog was still living at the time and I'm like don't let the dog bark don't do this you know I just all these <laughs> best don'ts, behavior best behavior because your review is so important to you oh. standing out from all the other hosts when you when I say that I am a super host that's a distinction that's given to hosts that have five-star consistent reviews and good feedback so we never cancel on a guest it's always a five-star review. We're getting brilliant comments on, oh, on our I hospitality. See. So I was going, you know, for the top, uh, the brass ring. I wanted that five-star <laughs> review. So the poor, my, my poor son the whole weekend, don't do that. Shh, quiet. Don't do oh, this. Oh, no. And, you know, it's funny because now, even when we don't have people in our home, which is, you know, rarely, we still, my son no longer lives here at the home and my daughter has, has, has been living on her home on her own for some time. Uh, we still conduct ourselves in this very quiet. The radio is never blaring. The music is never up high. Mm. The TV isn't on all day as far as background. We're always, it's just the, it's our lifestyle now. It's just the way that we, we, we are. So, it's kind of fun to see when, when we don't have any guests, for example, during the holidays. Sometimes I will turn up the music really loud just to see what it's like. <laughs> just <laughs> Now, do your guests share living space with you? Yes. The, I am located in Redmond, Washington, which is 30 minutes east of Seattle. And I'm three miles to Microsoft headquarters, the main campus. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably two miles from one of the Google campuses in Kirkland. And many, many people that come to stay in my home are here for business purposes. They're either relocating to the Seattle area and need a temporary place to stay until they can go ahead and find some permanent housing. Or it might be a younger individual that is here for the summer on an internship. And they may stay with me for three or four months to complete their internship. So they'll be here in the home. I have two rooms. One is the master bedroom with the ensuite. And then the other one is a smaller bedroom with the shared bath. So I have not lived in my master bedroom since 2012. I have always lived in some other part of the home. My bedroom is sort of, it it bounces around. And when my son moved out and I became an empty nester in February, I moved into his room that he was in throughout his childhood. Mm -hmm. And does that feel like a sacrifice to you? No, because what I gain in return, Nicole, is is meeting wonderful people from all over the world, sharing experiences, learning a lot about myself, 
and you know it's it's I've just gotten so used to it and I kind of figure that this is the universe's plan for me I love to nurture people so it gives me the opportunity to nurture others and at some point I'm going to leave this home and always leaving a home that you've lived in for over 25 years is tough you have these emotional heartstrings to it. And so I figure this is the way that I'm starting to detach myself little by little to some of the sentiment. It's it's not just my home. It's it's a home for everybody to enjoy. Wow, that's really interesting. Hi listeners, I wanted to introduce you to a podcast that I think you will love. It's called Out There. Here's the trailer, and in one of the new episodes, you will hear yours truly talk about a healing walk through the woods. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Willow Belden, the host of Out There Podcast. Out There is an award-winning show that explores big questions through intimate stories outdoors. This February, we're launching a new season. Hello! That's so, so there doesn't get me. All season, we'll be sharing personal introspective narratives centered around the theme, Things I Thought I Knew. Each episode will focus on an outdoor experience that changed someone's understanding. I had this feeling I've never experienced before. Your back is against the ground, but you feel like you're floating. I felt beautiful. And that's not a thing I feel often as a black woman. I'd call it a spiritual connection. She saw me. She saw me and she understood. Find out there wherever you get your podcasts. The new season begins February 3rd. You said that um, doing this has helped you learn about yourself. What are the kinds of things that you've learned? Well, the way I broke out the book is there are multiple chapters and I will give a story and then I'll tell in the in the end um, some tips about what to remember, some key points. So some of the things, the chapters are prefaced as like patience, um, letting go of perfection, how we all like to sort of be perfectionists from time to time and some of that when you're hosting you need to sort of let that go. A um, little bit about how life isn't always fair, a lot about appreciation of not only myself and what I have to give to others, but appreciation of what others are bringing into the home and to me. A little bit about expecting the unexpected mm-hmm. <laughs> because it never goes somewhat according to plan. Mm-hmm. And then I share a lot about you know, nurturing and serving and just general human nature and the way people are programmed and the way they behave. And a lot about just that your time is not your time when you're hosting, mm-hmm. that you need to be sa- a little bit um, sacrificing if someone is needing something. The guest host's needs always come before your own, especially when it's in your home. So if I wake up and the dishwasher needs to be unloaded, I need to get that done before I can do anything else because Mm. I may have somebody else that comes down 
for breakfast at a certain time and they need somewhere to put their dirty dishes. And I I can guarantee you, Nicole, it's not going to be the sink. (laughs) (laughs) So it's anticipating what Mm. people are going to need and getting it done before it needs to be done. And it may not be convenient for you, but it's just Mm. what has to happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you described yourself as a nurturer. And I think uh, I'm remembering there was a story about having to um, set some limits. Am I remembering this correctly about some cooking or does yeah. that? Yeah. And, and as a nurturer and someone who wants to be the best host ever, is that a challenge for you sometimes saying, you know, you you can't do that or that's against the rules? Yeah, you always have house rules as a host. That's one of the things that we talk about in the book, establishing your boundaries and your house rules. Uh, And those are posted before someone comes to stay. So if there's certain key things that you just do not allow in the home, for example, maybe you're not allowing smoking Mm -hmm. in the home for various Mm -hmm. reasons, that would be in your house rules. But it's having those boundaries. So for example, you would, um, you know, when you say nurturing, I love to be able, you know, I have a lot of international guests and a lot of times there may be a language barrier for some. And a lot of them may not know how to work the appliances in the same fashion as they would maybe at home. Mm -hmm. So it's recognizing when you need to step in and be of help and give them that nurturing assistance. And then also recognizing when maybe they're just not, this just isn't a good fit and they're just not, it's, Maybe they shouldn't be cooking on their own. So I had, <laughs> I had a couple, my, my first chapter opens up in the book where I explain that I came home on a beautiful sunny summer day to a mother and her son sitting at the counter cooking and there was a small fire brewing on my stovetop oh, because oh. they didn't realize that once you turn off the burner or the flat top stove, it's still mm. hot. You put oh, paper boy. on there, it's going to ignite. And so we went through several, you know, episodes where I had to show and then finally I just had to say, you know what, you can't cook unless I'm home to be able to be here to help you to supervise because attempt after attempt, it just wasn't working. Boy, that's tough. Yeah, but it is your home. Again, it is overall your home and they have to just, and and, you know, it worked out well. There wasn't any hard feelings, but it's just, you know, after so many attempts to help them along and guide them, it, it just became apparent that it was really for everyone's best interest if I was in the home while they were cooking and could offer some assistance. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that sounds like something that would be on TV. You know, <laughs> well, most like of these sitcom. stories, they say, you know, well, you ought to. And so, you know, the book is not only educational for anyone that might be thinking, is this, would this be a good fit for our, for us? to, you know, gain some extra income into our home. But it's also entertaining because mm-hmm. you do learn a lot about people. And if you ever go and rent a home, either on Airbnb or VBRO or some of the other platforms, mm-hmm. it really helps you to understand, you know, how can you be a good guest? How can you show up differently and be respectful of not only the person, but their home and how you're using the space and how you leave it once you check out. 
Do you see um, a change in people's sensitivities around that? You've been doing this a long time, and many people have commented that people have, uh, there's sort of a, a lack of empathy and a lack of respect, I guess, um, that's become very obvious and people aren't really looking past their own needs. Have, have you noticed that your guests have become less thoughtful? That's a good, really good question, Nicole. You know, it depends on the guest. I get some that uh, are very, very respectful and really put forth the effort to get to know me and chip in and help. And then, you know, a week later, I can get somebody that just comes in and they don't even say boo. Mm. People, human nature is just so interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so I meet people where they're at. You know, mm -hmm. if they want to be friendly, they want some help, they want suggestions, they want to chat in the morning over coffee, then perfect. And there are some people that just love just to come on in, rent the room, get up at odd hours and come in and leave and and they don't want to be bothered with making a connection and that's okay too and what I find is because I'm renting rooms in my home I get a different type of person that is coming to stay with me versus somebody that might choose to just rent um, like a, a condo or, or a mm -hmm. standalone home mm -hmm. um, so I think that people sense. that would come into my home maybe are more apt to want to have a personal connection and to be able to meet the host and have that security and that experience. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Why don't you give us some stories about some of your best guests and and what that was like for you? Well, I think some of my best guests have been ones that I've hosted over and over which is kind of interesting because you develop, I, I, I deliver, I develop relationships with people as they come, but it's fun to really get to know people and they come and they stay more than once and you get to know more about them and their families and what they like to do. And I've had several people, like I said, come here to relocate to the area and we stay in contact and become friends and I invite them back into the home. And that's always fun because I've met so many people over the years that it's it's hard to keep in touch with everybody but those that I can go ahead and continue to have a relationship are the are the, are really the fun the fun ones to the rewarding experiences mhm mm so you get to really know them as people mm -hmm. and it's very different than just someone using a room because they need the convenience mhm mm yeah that's lovely any any funny nightmare stories you want oh, to share? I've got plenty of nightmare stories. This <laughs> one go, this one goes back to boundaries because I think it's really important. Again, it is your home. If you are hosting in your home, um, I had an individual that came to stay with me, and she was here for a couple months. And again, when you come, you're a guest in the home. You're mm -hmm. not a roommate. And this individual had a lot of time on their hands, so they were here a lot during the day. So they would 
find things maybe that they would like to rearrange in the home or put the furniture in my bedroom into the garage so I'm that they sorry, can bring, excuse, wait a minute <laughs> bring they their were moving fit, your furniture moving the furniture around bringing their furniture in taking mine out to the garage <laughs> oh um, bringing flowers from the nursery um, back to the home to plant in my pots and that to me is really kind of crossing the line um, you're not a roommate you're a guest I'm here to serve you I'm here to make sure that you have a great experience but I but you're not a roommate you can't come in here and decide how things should be and how things should roll and she wow. we had to have several conversations about that boundary and what that is and I it, it was very difficult for her to understand where that line was drawn was it there a cultural difference no None whatsoever. This was just somebody who was very stuck in their ways and had a really definite idea as to what their role was in the home. Wow. And like, I, I can imagine there's a tension because you don't want oh. to uh, offend people and get a terrible review. And just because you're, you know, the kind of person it sounds like who who wants people to be happy and and have a good time and do a good job and i just imagine that that was pretty stressful having to say you're not allowed to move my furniture yeah you, you know we had nicole several direct conversations i had to be very clear about what the boundaries were mm. and i'll be honest with you several times i told her i said if if this is not comfortable for you or if you feel like you can't work within these boundaries which were pretty simple you're welcome to leave mm -hmm. and and then i'll pay you back any money that you've paid into the site sure. just so that you can go find some place but this individual would never elected to leave. Mm. So, and then you're kind of trapped in your own home with yes. someone you're yeah. not, um, you wish wasn't there. Right. So that goes back to one of my chapters and the points that I talk about is understanding your why. So if you are thinking of hosting on a platform, Airbnb or otherwise, Think about what it is. What is your objective? Why do you really want to do it? Because you're going to come up against times like this. It's going to be very, very challenging at points. And it's going to be very rewarding. And it's going to be really fun. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is you will occasionally come across a challenging guest. And you need to remember, what is your why? And I was getting, I was saving at the time for a trip for my daughter and I to London mm. that year. And, and she came at the beginning of the year and I said to myself, this is paying for London. This is paying for our flat in London. And that's what got me to just bite my tongue, continue to be polite, continue to be direct but you're right. There are times where it was very, very stressful and you're just waiting. You're just like, you know, the little paper chain where you cut off a chain every day waiting for, 
for the holiday. <laughs> how it's many like, sleeps are left? <laughs> how many sleeps are left until this person checks out? But again, I kept going back to my why. So mm-hmm. if your why is the dream vacation of a lifetime mm-hmm. or your why is a home improvement or an addition onto the home or remodeling the bathroom, really be clear as to what you want out of this experience because just being nice and hosting people and and meeting people around the world might not be enough when things get tough. That's that's great advice. Is there a particular personality type that you think fits the idea of a good host? I think you have to have a lot of patience. I think you need to accept, like I said, that your time is your the, your time is not your time that you need to be able you need to come from a serving perspective mm-hmm. especially like when the mother. people are in your home mm-hmm. yeah uh and i i find it most difficult to host when when people don't let you take that role um and they just want to overrun everything and do whatever they want and that's that's not a positive experience but I find that for the most part, Nicole, people want a very wonderful, warm, friendly experience, and that's how they come as a guest. And it's up to me as the host to provide them with a really beautiful experience in my home, in the Redmond, Washington area, and whatever I can do to facilitate that. That's my job. That's what I signed up for. And that's what I love to do Mm -hmm. is to create beautiful experiences for people. You know, it's so nice um, because I've used many, many Airbnbs and those little touches like, you know, here's a couple chocolates. Welcome to my home. And if you want to make popcorn, blah, blah, blah. And there, here's the car. It just makes it so that friendliness uh, makes all the difference in the world. I agree. And again, that's the reason why the platform was created is to give everybody a unique traveling experience Mm -hmm. and get them in neighborhoods that they maybe normally wouldn't experience. So if you were to come to Seattle or to Redmond, you would stay right downtown. You wouldn't get out and find the local cheese shop or the Thai restaurant or the local you know, theater that you wouldn't normally experience if you were staying right smack dab in the city. Mm-hmm. And just it, think about oh, all the wonderful things that it does for the local communities, what kind of revenue ah, that generates. I see. It's wonderful. It's it's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. In general, do air, and it might be hard to, because there's such a range, but is it usually more economical to stay at an Airbnb than um, than a chain hotel? I guess it's hard. It may be apples and oranges, but what's your thought about that? Well, you're right, Nicole. It's two different types of experiences. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on the type of trip you're going on and what your needs are. Sometimes a hotel might just be what you need. And other times staying in a home or in a condo or a hotel might be better suited for the type of trip, but you have the opportunity to just have that ultimate experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very different experience. Mm -hmm. Where can people find out more about you and your book? And I know that you are also a coach. That's right. I am a coach, a career coach for women over 40 who are looking to identify that next chapter in their career, maybe a career pivot or a new career. My book you can find um, on all the online book platforms like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target. Mm -hmm. Or you can go to my website, Deborah Vol, and that's D-E-B-O-R-A-H. Mm-hmm. V is in Victor, O-L-L dot com. Mm -hmm. And you can connect with me there. And I have an author webpage, author.debravol.com. I see. How lovely. And people can also find out more about, uh, can they book uh, the Airbnb through your debravol.com or do they have to go through Airbnb? Well, if you go to my author page you can hit on the link which says stay with me mm -hmm. and it will take you directly to my home on airbnb mm, perfect so that's it's all integrated yeah yeah so that's a good way or you can go directly to airbnb and type in redmond washington uh -huh. and uh, you will see me there with a bunch of other hosts in the community in our neighborhood and you would find my name and it's a private room in Redmond. Mm -hmm. Sounds lovely. And um, anything else you'd like to add, Deborah, for people who are considering doing this as a um, as a side gig? I think it's a wonderful side gig. I mean, what? How many times do you get to meet people from all over the world and make that connection and learn more about them and their communities and learn more about yourself? And if you've got any type of projects or any type of financial goal um, for the year, it's really a wonderful opportunity to have a separate account and to be able to funnel all that money in and mm -hmm. see that budget for Watch your account grow. grow. Yes. And then decide, you know, if you're going to do it again, decide what is your why. You know, where is that money going towards? Is it towards a vacation or a remodel or new addition or kids college, whatever that is, or grandchildren, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then if you can reach out to someone like myself on my author page, I do go ahead and offer consults for people that do want to go ahead and get started on the platform. I'm here to help them. You can wow, book a session with me. Mm -hmm. So I'd say get the book, read it, mm -hmm. reach out to me. I'm I'm always available. I'm happy to answer questions. If people just want to go ahead and send me a question about hosting, um, I'm happy just to answer those as well. We the Airbnb community, the people that are hosts are very nurturing. And uh -huh. if you reach out and ask somebody a question, they are more than happy to share. I have never met a host that is not willing to share their story, help in any way to get you started. Everybody is very, very supportive. Oh, wow. That's so lovely. Um, I think it's it's something that many people 
um, might want to consider, especially as empty nesters, you know, as you said, you know, once your son left, it opened up a bedroom and I can really see people doing uh, a, a pivot and saying, I'd like to make more income and maybe they are feeling a little lonely and now they're having people coming in that they can meet and and provide this wonderful service for. So thanks so much for spending time with us today. I, I, uh, I think this is really a thought-provoking conversation for many of us who, who might want to start thinking about what would I love to have more money to do. I think that's right. And like, well, ask yourself, is this something that you would love to do? And what would you use that money for? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Nicole. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. It's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff. And Too Much Stuff is different from other courses or articles or guidance you may have used. Up. We give you clear steps to deal with the clutter and the tools to help you face the overwhelming feelings and the emotions that come up when we're going through our clutter. And a lot of those emotions are just feeling anxious or guilty or just basically flooded with a lot of different confusing feelings. The course is really practical. It's realistic. The lessons are short and punchy, and they're really manageable. We're not trying to set you up for some long, exploratory, you know, super in-depth, uh, burdensome experience. We want something really helpful for you right now. We all need help with our anxiety. So, being surrounded by more calm and less chaos can really help. So now's a good time to clear out the clutter so we can focus on what's really important in our lives. So find out more at zestfulaging.com. You'll see more about this under the web courses tab. If you have any questions, just shoot me an email at zestfulaging at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And stay tuned next week for another interview with a fascinating and inspiring guest. <music>